0: Hey, let's go over to Adelaide. Sam Tugwell's uh, standing by, a uh, 5AA producer, broadcaster, uh, as we prepare for an SA NFL Grand Final that won't feature an AFL reserves team. Hello, Sam.
1: Good morning, guys. Yep, Grand Final week in Adelaide always exciting, but uh, the added controversy that's come with the last couple of weeks has disappeared, which I suppose is a positive for a lot of Sandfield traditions.
0: Hey, I heard a call on Rowie's show, which I know you produced over there in Adelaide, from a passionate Sandful mm. fan saying that the Adelaide Crows uh, reserves team are a disgrace and that they don't know what it's like to be uh, proper footballers because they don't have to work a full-time job and then go to training, etc., etc. It feels like there wasn't a lot of love lost for Adelaide's departure in the, the prelim at the weekend.
1: Yeah, it's, that's well put. It's been the sentiment of a lot of callers on our show and I think a lot of people over the last few weeks, who attend sample games, watch sample games, have followed their whole life. And when you've got a team like the Crows, who aren't a traditional side, who have got players who have got full-time salaries and get to train at elite program uh, and, and facilities day in, day out, and have done for the entire season, um, it does sound very unfair. But And the conflict for fans as well, which is interesting as well, you've got a lot of Crows fans, remember, who are who are former Sample fans once upon a time, who had a Sample club and maybe still do and don't know who to barrack for. So that's the other thing that's made it really, really complex for these footy fans in SA. But at the end of the day, too, I think we have to keep in mind the Crows haven't been allowed to play. Uh, players like Matt Crouch, who have been uh, dropped at periods during the year, they weren't eligible to play in this uh, final series, which has helped as well. That The weeding out of all the really top-line players, a lot of these guys that the Crows have been playing with I haven't played a whole lot of AFL at all this year, really. So you've actually got a number of players, and I look at the list, there's five there who are top-up players on this, ga- on this list from the prelim final. So that's a, that's a massive number when you think about, you've got 18 blokes on the field and five of them are going to be top-ups who wouldn't make a top 40 in any other sample club in the rest of the competition. That's, oh, I think that's playing a little bit behind the eight ball with the Crows in, in some respects, just as much as they've got some good top-line top line talent. The back line, the back end isn't that flash either. Okay, so it's that depth. The interesting thing is that normally when the the games get a bit tight late, these guys that are the professional footballers finish off a bit stronger. But it was uh, Norwood that sort of held on pretty well. And uh, it wasn't until about the 16th minute, I think it was, of of the last quarter that they got in front. Yeah, that's the the fun part about Norwood is they've got a really gritty sort of experienced team, which is very different experience to what they have in the past. So coming into this year, they didn't start off too well. They had a three and four start after round seven, um, and they lost a lot of really top line players to Griggs, who was a Jack Odie medalist in the last Grand Final. These two met him in, in 2018. You Richard Douglas, who a lot of people would know, Paul Popolo, um, and to, just to name a few, Michael Talia, the brother of Daniel. Uh, so a lot of really top-line talent for Norwood was lost at the start of this year, but they filled it up with a really good um, new stock. And it took them, as I said, three and four to start the year. It took them a, a few weeks to really work out what their game was like and how to play together. But from that point on, they've been outstanding. They've won nine of the last 11 to win the regular season. And then uh, two of these big finals, including the win against the Crows last week, which was so important. And then Glenelg, who were perfect last year, just about... Uh, before they got to the grand final. Um, So they've had a really great year in bouncing back from uh, a bit of a slow start and really finding their straps. And that's why I think they're going to give North Adelaide a run for their money this week. North Adelaide have been up there, probably equal top with the Crows all year long. I still think the Crows and North were the two best Samford sides this season. Um, But North have come from a little way back, fought their way into this. And um, they deserve a spot in the grand final, purely based off based on, sorry, just choking on my breakfast, which isn't good early in the morning here in Adelaide, um, we, we can see that North Ad- uh, Norwood are, are really starting to find uh, the form that deserves to be in a grand final.
0: What about Jade Rawlings? I mean, he's been in the AFL system. He was a caretaker coach at Richmond many moons ago, not too long out of uh, an AFL career. But he's sort of, I guess he's a name we talk about a bit uh, as potentially going back into the AFL system. He's head coach of Norwood. Can you see him getting back into the AFL system and potentially one day being a senior coach in the AFL?
1: Great question. Uh, I would like to think he's got some upside and would have been very good at getting those sorts of coaches through um, their program and then into the AFL system again. We've seen Nathan Bassett do it recently as well. So I think he would would be a definite um, return to that level if he was interested in it. I think he's got a great mind. He's worked really closely with this group and you can see that... He problem-solves brilliantly as well. When the team's uh, in trouble in-game, but also in during the season, he's found ways to really get this team back into uh, a winning formula and has done with multiple teams with different kinds of leaders and, and different kinds of structures. They were very defensive last year. They've kind of brought a bit more of an attacking team this year. So they've got lots of different styles. It's not like he's one way, um, which only works for him. So it, that, that's always a positive for a head coach, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. I think he's got some fantastic upside. But when you can have different different formulas for different kinds of groups of players, I think that makes you a dynamic coach.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's someone who, and he was talked about a couple of years ago, as been a potential head coach in the AFL in waiting. And maybe this strengthens his cause, particularly if they win the flag uh, at the weekend. Sam Tugwell's with us uh, 5AA producer broadcaster the SANFL grand final decided had the McGarry medal last week Aaron Young won that former Port Adelaide and Gold Coast player what about on the trade front over there though Sam with the two AFL clubs out of action Sandful and the trade period are your two talking points right now. Port Adelaide have been linked to Junior Rioli and Josh Dunkley and I guess Adelaide we wonder what happens with Matt Crouch and does Billy Frampton get to Collingwood what's the latest on the, the trade front over there?
1: Great questions because it always is interesting you get this time of the year and you start to look at all the different movements. Josh Dunkley sounds like the reports overnight he's weighing up two offers now which is very fascinating um, which uh, for mine and we're all sudden feel a little bit too. If he would have made a call early you'd feel comfortable but he, the later he's leaving it the more you start to feel like maybe it is Brisbane that he's weighing up a little bit closer. Uh, his partner Tipper Dwan who plays here in Adelaide uh, for the Adelaide Thunderbirds netball team Uh, she's here but there's no current certainty over whether she'll be here long term whether she's going to be here for a couple of years and what he would like is a bit of security in terms of if I'm going to come to Adelaide I'm going to get a four or five year deal most likely. I'd like to think that my partner isn't just going to move uh, out of the state and that was half the reason he came here. So there's some interest around that and whether Brisbane is a bit more enticing at this stage obviously deep in the finals and really starting to find their straps so that would be an interesting one to watch and uh, Junior Rioli is the one that your uh, listeners will be very fascinated in too. Sounds like he's got a lot of positivity around Port Adelaide. We're not hearing a whole lot more than maybe anyone else. It seems to be very tight-lipped from their camp. But at this stage, to to see that he's had a medical at Port Adelaide, which is a uh, obviously always a big step in the process, uh, it sounds like Port Adelaide are pretty keen. They've lost a lot of small forwards uh, at the end of this year with Stephen Motlop calling his retirement. Robbie Gray, of course, a lot of people have heard about his farewell from footy. And Horacio Fantasia, who's been extremely injured over the last year or two and really hasn't played any AFL football. So that small forward position is key for Port Adelaide and I think Junior Rioli will be a perfect fit, really. Um, On the Crows front, just quickly, Matt Crouch, he's been linked to a few different teams, although Isaac Rankin's the big talk in terms of uh, the trade to Adelaide. Matt Crouch, it sounds like, won't be part of that trade at all. The Gold Coast Suns don't have an interest in Matt Crouch, so we'll see where that lands. And Billy Brampton, as you mentioned, for Collingwood, it sounds like that one's just a done deal. They've got their exit meetings this week, so there's every chance we'll find out what the, the news is on that front in uh, probably the coming days. Sam, just a quick one to finish. Uh, on, on the Sample again, I mean, it's been a terrific competition, by the look of it. When you look at the ladder, you know, there's only uh, two games between first and fifth and then not much more between the seventh team. I mean, how have you seen the standard um, and, and the quality of the football this year? That is a, uh, a regular thing that we talk about on my Sunday sports show, uh, which I host each week. And we always bring on the sample teams because we, one, want to keep it local, but, two, we're just so, it's so fascinated at how strong the competition is, considering uh, that it's only a second-tier comp in the country. And it's, it staggers our listeners, it staggers our viewers um, how, much it, how watchable it can be how great the players are, how skillful it still is, and how entertaining it can be um, for a league as uh, obviously the sample still well behind the AFL. And I suppose the VFL has got a lot of strong competition in it, but the sample really does shine in its, own, in its own way. And we've been, we've absolutely loved the last probably couple of years in how well it's continued to grow despite the pressures of talk about the AFL reserves and basically it becoming a, a third tier competition in the country and the battles with cash over COVID times. Um, it's been a, a tough slog for the sample, but they continue to prove us wrong in terms of how strong a competition it can be, um, and I think the watchability factor is so key. Umpiring's been uh, a, a large talking point in the AFL. In the sample, it really hasn't, because I think a lot of officials here in the in the state league have just, I don't know, they've got it right. The rules feel good. Um, the, they've got the last touch out of bounds, which speeds the game up a bit as well. There's not a whole lot of congestion. It just feels like you rewind AFL footy from 20 years ago and you've got that right now in 2022 in the sample. So it just feels like the good old school footy with a good mix of modern, but also the hard toughness and just, I don't know, really good watchability factor about it, which is why people are still attracted to it. So the grand final, if anything, you've got two of the best teams in the comp should be one of the most multiple games of the year. Yeah,
0: and uh, good luck to both of the teams, North Adelaide and Norwood, in the grand final on Sunday at the Adelaide Oval. Sam, nice to have your voice back on Sport FM Airwaves. Keep up the great work over in Adelaide.
1: It's been missed, boys. Nice to chat again.
0: Oh, Good on you, Sam. Thanks for stopping by. Sam Tugwell with us here on Sports Breakfast this morning.